A warm welcome to our community podcast, We Are Curious Cumbria, with my friend and neighbour, Mark. And my friend, B. We live in a small rural village in West Cumbria sandwiched between the Lake District National Park and the Solway Coast. Now the Lake District is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and the Solway Coast is an AOMB, an area of outstanding natural beauty. Where we live doesn't fall into either of those designations. But our podcast is a celebration of our local area. We're naturally curious about where we live and what will follow is an exploration of the connections between people, place and nature over the passage of time. Expect conversations and features about the land, about agriculture, biodiversity and nature recovery. We'll be talking about local history, who lived in a parish like this, how did they live and what became of them. And we'll be talking to the people who live here now and what this landscape means to them. was supposed to be broadcast last summer and we'd probably be on episode 10 right now but there were a number of delays not least because of illness anyway now we're back on track right and over the coming months you'll get to hear what we're up to aside from this podcast with a number of in real life social events planned we'd love you to get involved in those more details later in the show Now you're about to hear a feature we recorded last summer. We've the great pleasure of introducing you to our friend David Watson, who lives in the parish, ten minutes away from where we're sitting now, here in Bean's Half's Cottage. David is a blacksmith who is reconstructing a Viking settlement on his land. Moorforge, a small working farm overlooking the Solway coastline, is a not-for-profit centre of learning and thus, so far, features a turfed roof, 10th century Icelandic style forge and a beautiful timber framed longhouse which plays host to folk music and storytelling sessions. Moorforge has an established willow grove, hosts training weekends for Viking reenactors, has regular workshops such as blacksmith and historical cooking courses and a big part of what Moorforge does is to welcome schools to its education days delivered by a trained teacher historical interpreter. 
Last September, there was a festival at Moorforge. We witnessed some of the bravest warriors fighting for our amusement. We enjoyed conversations with reenactors, craftsmen and traders. There was storytelling. Centre stage was the framework for a new longhouse, some 18 metres by 7. So, at the time of our visit, that framework was perhaps a quarter of the way through and preparations for the Althing Festival, which took place in early September 2022, were underway. Althing, by the way, is a Norse term for a meeting to set laws at a national level. Today, the Icelandic Supreme National Parliament is still called the Althingi and claims to be the longest-running parliament in the world. We began our conversation with David by asking him if there are many local place names with Norse roots. A lot have had a lot of influence. Even today, it's within the Cumbrian dialect more strongly. Much of the Cumbrian dialect you can come back to Old Norse. An example would be in a spatria we have Outgang Road. Well, Outgang Road, it's Outgang. It's 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 the way out. So that's an example of just a place name. Anywhere that's named by or Thorpe, or you know, uh, they're all. Norse place names, Fell, that's Norse, Ulfa, Ulfa's wolf, and, and on it goes, and it it's all comes from the North, Norse language, Gil, Gilkreus, it's, it's, a, it's a Norse name, uh, and, and on it goes. So we have a lot uh, living with us now, we, we live amongst the Norse culture still. Um, and you look around here, and you, and you look, if you want to look a little deeper at it, just go to the local churches. Almost every church, Deerham's a fine example. Going to Deerham Church, you're greeted by a big Viking period wheel cross in the entrance, and it depicts the Adrasil on the front of it, the Tree of Life, the Norse Tree of Life is depicted on the front of it. We have the Gosforth Cross locally. Now, it's, a, it's an early Christian cross, but it depicts Norse Ragnarok. So on he goes. He's, and it, it depicts the Norse end of the world as they depicted Ragnarok as they thought. And for them, Christianity, it was the end of their world. It really was their Ragnarok. It was their, the end of the old beliefs and come to the new age. So it was the end of that original Viking period when Christianity came. So yeah, so it, it makes sense to see Ragnarok depicted on a Christian cross. It's that changeover. The old world's ended, the new world begins. What we have here on the west coast is the Norwegian Vikings, the Norsemen, coming around the top of Scotland, some went up to Iceland, come round into Ireland, the settled island. Didn't go down too well, they got chased out of Ireland, and the first land of the heat, of course, is, is the coast of Cumbria, I mean, via the Isle of Man. And then they hopped over here, and then they sailed all the way up the Solway, and settled the land both sides of the Pope's Solway all the way up, uh, right up as far as Glasgow. And we have a good example of Vikings in Glasgow with uh, governed stones and things like that. Uh, but yeah, the good fertile plains. So they came here as settlers, they weren't raiders. They came, they settled, they farmed, mixed with the local community, married locals, and within a couple of generations had blended into the local community to the point that there's not a lot of physical trace other than the stonework you now find in churches. 
And it's a, it's a, a lost culture, but a really important of our, of our culture that's been overlooked in Cumbria. It really is a strong influence. When I came, became involved in doing project work and so on, I was working with uh, Grampus Training and Heritage, and that's how I got into project work. And they were doing a lot of really good youth work throughout Europe, and they were using traditional skills. They're finding the modern use for traditional skills so that the old skills didn't die out. If you can find something a modern use for to, to show a youngster that he can use in the modern world, then he'll continue that skill. So uh, a lot of their work was based on that. But when they were doing projects in Cumbria, they used the Cumbrian Viking period as an example for their skills base. Okay. Because all of these traditional skills, whether it's leather working, woodworking, metal working, it's the hands-on aspect of it was at its peak sort of in the Viking Age onwards, right through the Middle Ages. Some of the artwork and some of the things that they created using really basic equipment and tools, it's amazing. It's, it's difficult to recreate now with modern equipment. I served my time at Steelworks at work and I became an industrial blacksmith. And it was the blacksmithing that got me into, with Grampus, doing the traditional skills work with them because I was doing metalworking projects with youngsters. So, it's not directly, the Vikings for me and the blacksmithing isn't directly linked, but through my blacksmithing, it got me into the youth work, which generated a far greater interest in the Viking period because, because it all tied back to them traditional skills. And I've come into this, you know, it's like people are coming and say, well, I'm not a reenactor, I don't do, I don't do reenactment. I've come into it because I like putting these buildings up and I like the crafts and I like the hands-on stuff. You've got a village taking place. <laughs> it's a, yeah, well, I mean, well, it'll be a farmstead when it's done. That's the idea. The proper old breeds would be the three little black sheep that we have up the back. Yeah. And I've got them as the side sheep because they are period. They're actually uh, wasson from the, from the French Channel Islands, but they're almost genetically identical to uh, Hebridean sheep, which were brought here by the Vikings. And, the, and I think the, as they've travelled down the country, they took, the, they took them with them, and the Channel Islands version is a wasson. They're a period sheep, tough sheep that can live on not a lot. And they're running around like blooming rabbits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all, all these old breeds are lovely low maintenance, aren't they? They're very low maintenance, and that's the beauty of them. As long as they've, uh, so long as they've got a, something to drink, got what, fresh water, that's all you need to bother about. They don't get complaints, they don't get modern sheep diseases, they don't get bad feet. Yeah. They just don't get ill. Whereas, you, you, you know, your modern sheep are very, they're far more productive, yeah. but then they're far softer as well. And it's, they're filling supermarket yeah. shelves, not, yes. not for life. Yes, uh, yeah. You've obviously got a lot of events mm. and you yourself run courses um, yeah. for you know, blacksmithing yeah. and other things. What can, can you tell us about that aspect of it? Uh, the courses wise, I mean, I do little blacksmithing courses. At Present, I'm just, I just do a little traditional medieval style knife, and it's a beginner's nice yeah. beginner's blacksmith in there. So I run those at present, which I'll expand onto over this winter, uh, making I think camp axes will be the next. Right, will be the next stage of that. The whole idea of this site is once we have a venue put together, I can offer a variety of courses, not yeah. just me. Get getting guest instructors in, so. Yeah. I'm hoping that we can do green woodworking, willow weaving, uh, probably a little bit of textiles, uh, anything, anything related 
you know, if anybody, uh, if any traditional craftsperson's looking for somewhere to run a course, Here's yeah, your shelf, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm your man. Uh, I'll definitely host you. Your forge, your existing forge. Yeah. And would you call the other structure? I would call it a long house. Is it is. It is. A it is a long house. They're all the, the basic long house. Yeah. Okay. So this new structure you're building. Can you tell us about that and 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 how come it's a community build and what we can all do to help? It's it's still a long house, but it's a large long house. <laughs> the exist the ins, the existing structure is nine and a half meters long by five meters wide. This new one will be 18 metres long by 7.5 metres wide. And if you say it quickly, it doesn't sound that big. But <laughs> once you start building it, all of a sudden you think, it's a bit enormous, isn't it? But, <laughs> but uh, the idea of this is sort of got a, a large place that can be used as a function room for any manner of things. Year round. It's year round. It gives it a year round cover. We do our music nights currently in the small longhouse. And it's cosy. You get about 30 people in, and it's cosy with about 30 people in. With this big one, it's going to be 80 to 100 people in there. It, it is. It is that much bigger space, without without a doubt. We can run larger events from whether we're doing the music, whether we're doing if somebody wants to rent a space for doing their own type birthday, wedding, whatever it might be, then that's great. But it also means it gives us a place where we can get people in like speakers and so on and we can get it, we can sort of give them a decent audience, get a decent audience in there to listen to them and all number right, and right down to, we've got our school visits, that's a major part for us. Yeah. We could, we, we're focusing a lot on, on uh, youth education. So that's important to us and it just means that we can do more stuff with more people and it, and it just really broadens our horizons. As for how can people help, Sign up for a building weekend will be the best way. Uh, it's like all these things, it costs money. Uh, Moor Forge self funds, we haven't got, we haven't got any fingers in any pots. At, I, at this current time, I make no money from Moor Forge. My day jobs doing me commercial steelwork, railings, gates, whatever. That's what pays my bills. This doesn't. It's like a, a, it's a labor of love, isn't it? It's couldn't be a hobby that's got out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bit mad, but uh, yeah. And but I can see an end product. We, we're running these build weekends. Two hundred and eighty pound per person. You get well fed and well watered. Uh, spend the weekend on site. And uh, and obviously, it's learning a skill. You can go home and build your own round timber frame, if you if you, if you saw which. But you know, it isn't just. It doesn't have to be a long house. It could be a garden shed. It could be a, a garage out back of your house. It could be anything. But it's a nice way to build, put a frame up. So you're learning a useful skill for yourself. But like I say, it's 180 pounds for the weekend. There's maybe 30 pounds of that money you'll go towards your food and your expenses. All the rest goes back into materials for the build. If I get the frame completed this summer, and I'll have a go see what cash I can raise over winter and so on and then next year I'll be looking at uh, getting it weather tight if possible. I would like to think by the end of next summer I've got a weather tight building okay. and I've got a, it won't be finished but it'll be, be a building we can put people in and use. We're quite excited that this morning we bought six tickets to the festival yeah. that's happening good on you. here at the beginning of September. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well it, it'll, be, it'll be a good weekend. We, we will have 70, 70 or 80 
yeah. Vikings on site. It says the role of hosts is going to two groups. Ooh. So it's these two groups yeah. here. Otterherd and Stotterherd. Storaherd. Okay, mm. so it, you pronounce it pretty much as it's spelled. I thought it was Thorherd. <laughs> Thorherd. Yeah. Got Thorherd. You're showing your age there. Biani. He is our tame Viking who works with the school groups. He's our regular Viking here, and uh, he does a weapons display. But he does the display on cabbages. So he goes by his Viking name of Biani. Okay, right. And it, it, yeah, and it, he, do, he does weapons demonstrations okay. for kids in one thing and of them talks and that on them. And will you be able to raise some funds towards the Longhouse with this? With that event, yeah. Will you be, uh, will I be mean, asking for donations or how does it work? There will be there will be donations here. We were always asking for donations. <laughs> we will have our donations booked out for anybody feeling generous, but. Uh, I mean, the running is a ticketed event, and after costs and everything squared up and one thing and another, 50% of the money made, it might be £100, it might be £1,000, who knows, but 50% of the money made will come back to Moor Forge, which will go into the Longhouse. We need all this building work out the way. Uh, we have this build to do. I want to build an animal barn on site, and then there's this, uh, the stockade-style fencing that we've got will sort of surround the outside with, with the stockade fencing so that it's sort of, when you come on site, the idea is when you're on site, it, it blinds the view of the modern yeah. world. So it makes the site more immersive. You can't see, you won't be able to see the cars, you won't be able to see the modern buildings and so on. The caterpillar in the background here. Well, he's just having a good old tidy up. He's just, he's been roughed down the back of the fence for a while from when the fence was put up. There's like heaps of soil on that left side. He's having a good old... Will this internally, when it's finished, be similar layout to that, or is it pretty much it's tra traditional longhouse? It has a separate. This one here has it's a posh house, so it's got a separate bedroom. Oh, oh yeah. This this very end bay will be a bedroom. Yeah. It's got a back door. It'll have the main doors in the gable end at the other end. Right. A loft above at this end. A loft above at that end. All right. So you've got got two little lofts in it. A big old central fire in the middle yeah. of the air, as you start. I think that's going to be one out of a fire pit. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, once we, are, once we, I've got it. It might not be complete, but once I've got a weathertight building, we're going to have a topping out party. So anybody who's been involved in the build can come back, stay over, and we'll have, a, we'll have uh, drinks by the fire once one Saturday night, and uh, we'll we'll have a good old party for anybody who's been involved in the build. Awesome. So that's that's the idea. So as mentioned, we'd purchased six tickets for the Atheling Festival and come early September, visited Moorforge once more to soak up the atmosphere of that event. So, so we're trying to do like a 100% historical accuracy. Brilliant. So for example, this one is made by our friend. Mm -hmm. Made it himself. That's beautiful. Based on foundings. Wow, it's beautiful, isn't it? And, and clothes are based on the foundings. This shoes from Jorvik, and then they use them around. This one is more Slavic, yeah? So the tunic must be the right, you know, it must be correct, correct, like, you know, how they found it. Just the linen and the wool. Looks warm. very warm. Warm, yes, warm. because actually, you know, that, that's why they've been putting the linen behind to stop mm. the wind. Yeah. 
So if it's windy, if not for me, because the lining is there. Obviously, everything is synthetic these days, but yeah. I'm surprised how, they, how good they are. Because I feel really warm, despite I've got just the socks and they a little wet, because that, that's giving me a warm around my legs. So I think they knew what they do. <laughs> it was all right until then. <laughs> I didn't know you were here. We only just arrived not long ago. Oh, you're alright. Yeah. Yeah. So we can go yeah, good. We've right. had a good weekend, yeah, nice so far. Excellent. Yeah. Looks good. So, Flooding the wet, I don't know what. I've just come back out. I've been just in wedding house for a cuppa and a chill out for an hour. Yeah. So yeah. I've just come back out, but I could hear the wall down there up to something, so yeah. I don't know. They were I'm doing like wrestling. I thought maybe the word, I. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I don't mind if I do. Spicy. Oh, is this the spicy one? I do like chilli. It's chilli mead, so it's very hot. Chilli mead. That would be a real winter warmer, that. Wow. Well, howling, you know, imagine in front of a roaring fire and howling gas. You said it was hot. That's really nice. It's temperature. Big badass kick. Locals are lovely. I went into a pub and they were like, Vikings! You're at yeah. my fight. I'm like, yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, been, it's been a good weekend. Are you having a good weekend? Oh, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Long drive, worth it in the end, though. I came from Derbyshire, but a lot of them come from Cornwall, Suffolk. So, yeah, a lot of them did seven hour drives to get here. What about you guys? Where do we live? Yeah. Um, we live in the village. Oh, okay! These are beautiful. Did you make these? What's that? Sorry, the helmet? Yeah. Uh, no, the helmets are bought. Um, there's like basically people in, there's not many people in the UK that are actually making them, so most of these come from makers in like Poland. Like the East like there's, there's quite a lot of Eastern Europeans that do all of this kind of stuff. So uh, I did make I did make the scans though. That just Oh wow. So so you know it's not it's not just about all the fighting. You know, it's, it's kind of like this as well, you know, just kind of sat around the fire and yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to be kind of using stuff like, I don't know, just sustainable materials as well. And it's all really solid stuff as well, you know, it's all stuff that lasts well and things, so... Yeah. Yeah, so if, if you weren't here for the for the last battle that was done, so obviously we'd just been, like, beating each other to pieces, and then on the very last one we all made loads of noise and went, like, running, so a team either side... Yeah. And then just uh, oh, yeah. go running in, and then everyone just basically dropped the weapons and just gave the other team a hug. <laughs> Which the crowd really liked, actually. On the 7th and 8th of July 2023, Moorforge are hosting a folk festival. Folk music, folklore, crafts and workshops. Among the musicians appearing is Johnny Campbell. Yes, and Johnny's music is at the forefront of the land access movement as his most recent singles are right to roam.
and the Winter Hill Trespass testify. He was talking um, on BBC Radio 4 quite recently about his upcoming album True North, which explores Northern England's highest mountains. To find out more about Moorforge and their events, moreforge at gmail.com instagram.com forward slash moreforgecumbria facebook.com forward slash moreforge Speaking of right to roam and access, uh, we're organising a heap of activities around our local public bridleways and footpaths and this is in collaboration with the Village Post magazine whose HQ is in the neighbouring village. And for me, this is in tribute to a couple who walked all of those footpaths over many years and made sure that the footpaths remained open to everybody. If you fancy joining us for a social walk and stroke or a litter picking day, for instance, we'll have more info on dates for those events soon. Keep an eye on the next Village Post magazine and listen to our next podcast in March. You can also email us at wearecuriouscumbria at gmail.com. Coming up next time. Next time, we're visiting the local parishes in the high medieval period for the start of a mini-series about the many lords of the manor and a connection with Macbeth. Mark, do you want to talk about that in a nutshell? Um, unfortunately, there's no ladies of the manor, are there? Well, ladies of the manor, yes, there's a lot less information about women in this period. At the best, we have names, maybe dates of birth, death, etc., and, and who their children are. But we do have lands being granted as wedding gifts, and often titles are inherited by husbands where there is no uh, direct male lineage. As for Macbeth, well, yes, there's a very strong connection between some of the characters in Shakespeare's Macbeth and the early lords and thanes of Allerdale. Gospatrick, who's probably the originator of the, the name Aspatria, uh, well, his grandmother was a Scottish princess called uh, Bethock McKenneth, and she was pretty much related to everyone back in the day. I've been making a short documentary film called Who Lived in a Parish Like This? I'll put it up on the We Are Curious Cumbria website when that launches in the coming weeks. Anyhow, the film documents my particular approach to researching aspects of village life over hundreds of years. And if you're thinking of getting involved in a local history project yourself, I hope the film will be of interest. It's got me thinking, this film I'm making, this podcast we're making. The podcast is a community endeavour, so we want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. Tell us what you'd like to hear. The scope is broad. People, place, nature. Is there a slice of local history you're curious about? A building, a past event. The name of this or that field 200 years ago. Do you have a favourite local walk? Let us know which walk it is, why it's special to you and we'll feature it. In fact, we'd like to feature a local walk each month. And of course, those walks change throughout the seasons, don't they? Would you like to guest host an episode of our podcast? We can provide all the equipment and training and we'll edit, produce and upload it for you. Here we are Here we are 
Curious Cumbria, a community podcast exploring the connections between people, place and nature over the passage of time, is part of a larger project made possible with funding from Cumbria Community Foundation, an independent local charity supporting people and organisations wishing to invest in the local community. CumbriaFoundation.org